welcome Richard to the show and thank you so much for taking time out. Um, with the current situation in the market, I thought you would be a perfect person to come on the show and talk about with your experience what you have seen in the market and you have been investing by yourself uh, in the market from a long time. So you understand the market, the nuances of the market. So I think, uh, uh, you know, it would be better to understand from you that what your vision is going forward, what is happening in the stock market currently. So first of all, let's start uh, about uh, with your introduction uh, that uh, what you have done and uh, what you have been doing till now. Hey, Ashish, uh, good to connect with you over this show. It, it, I'm, I'm sure I have heard your podcast. So. You have been running it with great enthusiasm. So first of all, let me appreciate you for that. Thank you. Uh, coming back to my background, I'll start with my education. I started my education into healthcare. I went on to pursue a post-graduation degree in pharmacology. But later as my interest drove me, I ended up having a business degree. Uh, in terms of experience, uh, I have got uh, experience across industries starting from healthcare, FMCG, IT and then financial services. I have also, I mean, I got a chance to work with few startups as well, uh, directly or indirectly. So that's where uh, I carry my experience from. When it comes to my interest, personal finance as an area is very close to my heart and for multiple reasons. As counterintuitive as it may sound, but personal finance has more to do with behavioral science than one's ability to run through numbers. So this is very interesting part of my you know, job as an investor, my job as a consultant. As an individual, I have been part of personal finance space for more than 13 years. But trust me, every day is a new day. Right. Uh, so, uh, what's your take on the current situation in the market? So we are going through one of the black swan in the market and uh, we are seeing the stock markets. There, there's a lot of volatility in the market currently. So. Uh, what's your take? What's happening? What's gonna happen? Uh, on the, you know, what's your views on the market currently? So Ashish, current market situation is just like a roller coaster ride. Mm -hmm. If you are riding without any safety measures, you know you are not going to survive. You are going to regret it badly. But if you are able to successfully complete the ride, you know the joy of it. Mm -hmm. So current market situation is just like that. The moment you enter to a roller coaster ride, you need to listen to the instructor before you start your ride. You need to follow his advice. Yeah. Similarly, if you were to enter in the market in current volatile situation, what you need to do is you need to listen to your advisor. You need to read a lot. You need to understand the risk and you need to plan for enough financial cushion if you land badly. So uh, there will be definitely an upside to current situation, but you may see a deep down, a deep U-turn. So it is just like a roller coaster before it comes to a platform, it may see another deep dive. Right. That's, that's what you should be prepared, so, prepared for. So you should focus on what you can handle because roller coaster ride is not everyone's cup of tea, right? So you should focus on what you can handle, go at your own intensity, stay away from fear of missing out and be in consultation with your financial advisor. That's the only thing I can advise on current market situation. Right. Coming back to the market condition, another black swan event, coronavirus is taking the market down and the whole market is uh, on a roller coaster ride, as you said. So how has the market reacted to these events in the past? So there have been these events in the past also. And uh, as per, uh, you know, as per your understanding and as per your knowledge, how has the market reacted before and what do you see going to happen in the next uh, few months? 
uh yeah she's a good question uh, i would back to differ on the question that how market has reacted in the past i would say we have not seen any such event in the past with similar condition yeah we have seen economic downturns we have seen economic crisis we have seen probably epidemic uh, events also but difference is huge if we remember i mean as a millennial if we go back to our days of 2008 it was a financial crisis which had its origin into creating multiple derivatives and further things i mean it's a paper based crisis that we created and when we talk about past epidemic events we never had connected world that time so even the impact of epidemic was limited and the impact on business because we were not as global as we are today so right. i would say we did not have any past example to quote here mm-hmm. what we need to understand is yes this event is different the business scenario is different we cannot connect it to maybe plague or not even maybe 2008 crisis so this is a totally different event and we need to uh, assess uh, on the basis of individuality of the event okay now, now when we talk about uh, the economic impact of this event what we need to understand is it has got impact on human health so it's a it's a health uh, you know health event i mean health related event it's a crisis on healthcare where people are struggling to survive so the only parallel that i could draw with 2008 is yes there is an economic downturn but differences are like the economic downturn when it recovered people were ready to spend in this scenario just imagine if i would have lost someone in my family even if i recover financially i would hesitate to spend that loom of sorrow will still be with me so that image of negativity or i would say foolishness will not come immediately so this impact may last longer than 2008 okay however it is very important to see how this epidemic will spread before it ends i mean how wide it can be so okay. that that needs to be observed closely uh, if we are able to contain it soon then we might see a sharp recovery because uh, the i mean we might not see a business losses which you know can you know which which can last for quarters but if we are not able to contain this then we will have huge losses emotionally as well as financially and right. when we talk about technicalities what we have seen during 2008 a vix index which is a volatility index mm-hmm. it touched all time high of 79.13 that time now if we look at right now vix for india and global markets are at 67.25 so yeah it's nearing all time high but we are not yet there so if we are able to contain this soon we will see a speedy recovery Okay. So uh, you mentioned while we were having the conversation that uh, this particular event is different from the past events. So uh, can you throw some light on how this uh, particular event is different from the other events which has happened in the past? It definitely is that there were uh, uh, there were no two events which happened together. So I think uh, recession. Is, uh, I was you know this was my another question to you that uh, there are a lot of global experts who are saying that the uh, recession is almost there. We are. already in it and uh, you know next few quarters will be very difficult for businesses 
so is it like that we are going through a recession and then this uh, pandemic has uh, affected us and the businesses and the next few quarters will be really really difficult so what's uh, you know what do you see like you definitely said that the spread will definitely tell us that uh, but with the current situation that it is there in almost all the countries now and the deaths are rising uh, day by day in at least in italy and usa so uh, what what do you see like uh, are we in the recession already and uh, are there are the coming quarters be, uh, will be worse for the economy uh i'll take this question once i answer the differences between previous crises that we have seen uh so uh, let's let's talk about 2008 or 1993 or 1930 recession that we are talking about see uh, what we could do that time was we could estimate the impact beat 1930 beat 1993 or 2008 we right. had a significant idea of what is the impact of one particular institution going down or job losses or all of it uh and the challenges were only on demand side mm-hmm. only thing that government needed to do was to increase demand now look at the current scenario first of all are we in a position to estimate the impact no because the virus is st- still spreading i mean we don't know when will it stop how far and wide the epidemic uh, widespread would be and then we need to take that as an assumption that okay it will probably spread across so many citizens across the globe then we will have to extrapolate that number to have a business impact so considering that first of all it's a guesstimate game and the variables that we are dealing with are more than what we have dealt in the past second thing the challenges for this uh, situation would be on three side first is supply side we have seen china complete shutting down second thing is demand side which we have seen in the past and third thing confidence in the market i think we are nearing a uh, nearing up on weeks where we see the lowest confidence in the market so this is a three phase challenge which we might not have seen in the past okay it's totally different than the events that we have seen in the past uh, now coming to your second question on the recession uh, first of all we need to understand how do we define a recession because every individual will have its own definition for a recession so the way i would define recession is it's a state of an economic degrowth uh, looking at the current situation i would say we are not in recession probably yes we are in a slowdown where we are not growing at a pace at which we were expected to grow but still we are not in a recession right so let's let's call it a, a slowdown for a while uh now whether we are moving towards one yeah so what we need to understand is i mean by nature economic is cyclical and the very fact that it's a cyclical that also means we are going to have a recession and the question that we should be asking is we will see that recession in one year two year three year or seven years now corona can be one of the trigger point for the beginning of a recession if our governments and institutes does not act appropriately on it but let's assume this can be also a trigger point for most of the governments to take drastic measures so if we right so if we see all the governments uh, and large business institution coming together and working towards the revival of the economy we might see a faster growth engine running in by end of the next year okay 
and i think governments are infusing a lot of funds in the market to uh, make the market stable and uh, to run this particular situation and uh, even we have seen that uh, cbi has come out to curb this volatility which you were talking about they have uh, they have come out with some measures and also rbi has also decided to infuse some 30000 crore in the market to uh, keep the market running so uh, as per you uh, do you see this will change uh, the market situation in the upcoming week uh, from monday onwards so what do you see how the stock market will react to this news okay uh, so i agree that this larger institution and governing bodies have taken uh, their intermediate action i would say these are not final actions that they would uh, term as a you know final measure against this epidemic situation so these are intermediate uh, actions that they have taken and i we must appreciate uh, their proactive approach into it so first i'll talk about uh, sebi sebi has uh, enforced two measures one is they have limit they have put a limit on market wide position uh, earlier it was allowed to 95% for most of the stock now they are trying to reduce it to 50% in a stage manner so that will help reduce the volatility in a particular stocks and eventually it will try to balance the volatility into the index itself so the purpose of having this enforcement is not to have another criteria or another eligibility for any stock to be in fndo basket but it's just to reduce the volatility uh, second thing that sebi has imposed is uh, it has stopped or rather restricted short selling for all the institutional entities their value is over, over 500 cr in future contracts what it means is let's assume uh, as an institutional i ha- i am sitting on a huge money or i have a potential to do a huge sell off in the market without even investing into it or without without putting my skin into the game so if a large investor comes into the market and goes into short selling it will create a panic situation in market here sebi is restricting that it says only if you have underlying stocks you can go and do short sell above 500 cr that means hedging is allowed short selling is not mm-hmm. so it will definitely limit the volatility be it upside or be it downside right and uh, uh, so coming back to my next question and i think uh, we are coming towards the end of the episode so i uh, would like to take your take uh, you know uh, what's your top five picks of the stocks in the current situation of the market so and uh, also when when we are talking about that would love to know the sectors which you are bullish on uh, going ahead okay before i talk about it i would i forgot to mention what rbi has done in past 3 days or past 2 weeks right. so RBI has yesterday infused 30000 crore uh, mm-hmm. but uh, cumulatively it has already injected 2.5 lakh crore in the market be it via uh, bond buying or be it any other measure so it's a good pump of liquidity for a market uh, the only thing that we need to understand here is current situation has not arise from the liquidity crunch but liquidity crunch is an outcome of the current situation so whatever liquidity that rbi has pushed may address immediate need for liquidity crunch but what we need to see is how we contain the spread of coronavirus mm-hmm. so and as soon as we put a stop to it uh, we also need to see how rbi and government jumps into the revival of demand and supply both mm-hmm. so that will be very important to see so mm-hmm. i personally feel that almost all the stocks are available at very low level mm-hmm. what we should pick is the stock which has got sufficient cash on the book to navigate the current situation because we don't know whether the situation will be for a month 
for a quarter or for six months. Right. So what we need to see is how much cash that they are holding on their books and uh, their ability to navigate through current situation. If I were to invest, I would prefer a basket of blue chip stocks uh, and I might go with index ETFs, index funds or blue chip funds. Mm-hmm. But I might stay away from individual stocks in current situation. Okay. Then again, if you have to pick five, uh, if you can share that, that would be great. Like uh, uh, you mentioned three types, but uh, in the blue chip stocks, if you have any of the favorites uh, coming up and seeing that they are present at a very uh, low rate currently. Uh, almost all the stocks are trading at multi-year low. So that's where I get confused, right? Uh, mm-hmm. And then every stocks or every industry will have their own time to uh, get their demands and supply back. Right. So I, I am bullish on a sector, mm-hmm. but I am not uh, probably, you know, putting in my money in a particular stock currently. Okay. So with uh, uh, any sector which you see would be gaining from this situation, uh, current situation in the market, uh, pharma is definitely one, but... Uh, uh, apart from pharma, any other uh, sector which will definitely be uh, benefited out of this situation? Yeah, so I'll start with healthcare as a sector. Healthcare as a sector should do well in next two or three quarters because uh, it is just because of sheer demand and probably they are running at the highest level of capacity utilization. So they should see good improvement in their margin at both top line and bottom line. Mm-hmm. A second sector for me would be interesting uh, for all of us as well is FMCG because most of the companies are low on their inventories, which means people have stocked up their goods. That also means people, consumer has already absorbed their inventory cost. Most of the companies are running at the lowest level of inventory because people have literally stocked up household items into their home. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, uh, Virtually, they'll be running on zero or almost zero inventory for next quarter, which means my inventory cost goes down and I should improve on my margin. Second aspect to look at, look into it would be uh, if most of the people are working from home or staying home because of shutdown, then they must be consuming more. Uh, whether we talk about hand sanitizers or whether we talk about uh, Maggie's noodles, I mean, consumption would be higher than a normal situation. So nice. I would say FMCG, FMCG as a sector would be my second pick. Mm-hmm. Third pick would be a logistic and supply chain companies. Uh, as soon as we return to normal situation, these companies would have a huge order book ready to take care of. Because what other businesses need to ensure is continuous supply and continuous demand. Be right. it supply or demand, these companies has to play a larger role. So considering that logistic and supply chain companies would be my third pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, fourth and last pick would be business and IT consulting companies. Only for the reason that very few businesses could manage uh, business as usual in current situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, sheer use of technology has enabled most of these companies to you know, allow their workforce to work from home. And uh, that has ensured business continuity to some extent and that's why their supply would not be affected is what i feel so these are the four sectors where i can think a speedy recovery compared to others there's another big news of uh, what happened to yes bank and what is, there are continuous news about uh, the uh, you know the frauds which uh, were happening internally they were uh, the, the funds were siphoned off 
and what not. So what uh, RBI has now uh, given funds for the Yes Bank to actually survive and thrive. Uh, so what's your views? How the you know now investors cannot take their money out for next three years. Uh, like seventy five percent of the amount they have invested, they have more than hundred shares. But uh, uh, what's your views uh, in the coming years if uh, the bank will survive and uh, you know how the stock will do? Any any views on that part? There are two key important stakeholders for us. Uh, one is depositors, the others are investors. Nice. So in case of Yes Bank, RBI ensured that these two stakeholders are managed well. When it comes to in investors, uh, for investors there are two parameters that they should look into. One is governance and the other is financial strength. So in terms of governance, RBI has been in a measure, uh, starting from replacing CO to changing the board. I feel RBI has taken enough measure on governance and when we talk about other investors, Barring SBI, it has got ICICI Bank, the Bank, HDFC Bank, Bank. So now the whole industry has come together for a revival of a bank. Right. I think Yes Bank should do well in next three years. Whatever steps, which may sound a kind of stringent at a moment, that cannot any of the depositor cannot withdraw more than fifty thousand, or investor cannot sell more than of twenty five percent of their stock. Whatever measure you think that may be very stringent at this point of time, but trust me, it is good for the Yes Bank. And yeah, next three years, we'll see a uh, revival of Yes Bank. So I'm positive on Yes Bank. Okay. Uh, that's good news for investors and depositors also. I think depositors are anyways uh, taking all the money out, but uh, investors are definitely stuck with the bank for next three years. Uh, so another... Just uh, one... Just one yeah. second here. I mean, yeah, it's it's a panic situation for depositors. They might think of withdrawing their money, but with the assurance from RBI, if you look at the recent data for past two days, post moratorium period, since RBI has agreed to extend the line of credit, that means depositors are sure that they are going to get their money back. So yeah, we would anticipate a rush from depositors, but still the rush is lower than what would have happened otherwise. Okay, so that's that's again good news for Yes Bank at least. Uh, so I have not gone through the data, but uh, uh, you definitely might have seen the data that uh, the, uh, the number of depositors who are taking their money out are lesser than expected, which is uh, a good news for Yes Bank and uh, their investors at the end of. Yeah. Thank you so much, Richard, for sharing all that with us. I think uh, we have come towards the end of the session. Uh, uh, do you have any last thoughts or comments uh, which you would like to share with the viewers? Uh, with the viewers? Yeah, sure thing. Uh, see, best thing to do for your investment and yourself is to stay inside your home. Do not go out or do not let anyone in yeah. if it is not absolutely necessary. See, this will not only save you for getting infected of COVID, this will also help reduce the spread. That also means we can get back to normal situation quickly and that should also mean our investment will start deliver better returns quickly. Yeah. So trust me, the best thing to do for current situation is to stay indoors and let yeah. the sense of responsibility prevail. Thank both for you and your investment yeah that's a great thought richard and thank you so much for sharing all that with us had a lovely uh, conversation with you and we would love to host you again have a great and safe day ahead thank you richard same here ashish thank you thank you for having me on the show